Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. And welcome to this week's very special episode of the Inspired Table podcast. Have you ever stopped and wondered what impact energy has on our lives? How that energy is created? If we're able to manipulate it? And why sometimes we feel so stuck and stagnant for no logical or rational reason? In today's inspirational conversation, I catch up with intuitive energy worker Justine Peacock. A quick caveat for this episode. The topics we touch on will require an open mind. For many of you, the content will be part of your everyday vernacular. And for others, it might take a little while for it all to sink in. Or perhaps you might listen to this episode a couple of times to get your head around it all. In saying that, this is one of the most enjoyable, interesting and inspiring interviews I've done. And if you're on a journey of healing or exploring ways to be able to master your own energy centers, then I know you're going to gain a lot from this episode. We kick off with a beautiful incantation from Justine to bring you into alignment, bring you into the energy of the interview, and most importantly, bring you into yourself so that you're able to fully absorb the energy being created during this episode. At the end, Justine performs a five-minute checklist healing that you can listen to anytime you're looking to clear some energy or bring something into your life. So make sure you stick around for that. I've already used it three times this week. And just before we jump in, a quick reminder that if you like this podcast and you're really digging the content, that you please leave me a rating or review in iTunes so that more people can stumble upon it and I can continue to sprinkle the world with some much-needed inspiration. So to begin, let's start off with an incantation to set the scene. I've borrowed some of this from a gentleman called Jeffrey Van Dyke, inspired by Jeffrey. So let this incantation be the support for us and bringing you into the space of the podcast or of this moment and aligning us as a group and providing um, energetic alignment for the call. So wherever you are, I invite you to center yourself. I invite you to take a breath and drop into yourself to quiet the mind and the nervous system. Let go of everything that is not in the here and now. 
and allow your thoughts to drift away. Come home to yourself and remember who you are. Know that you are held by something larger than you and that there is magic in this. Know that there is an architecture to the universe and a benevolence in this architecture. Thank yourself for showing up for yourself, for saying yes to yourself, for saying yes to your growth and to your purpose, for saying yes to wanting to know more about yourself and to step more fully into your role on the planet. Acknowledge yourself for seeking the support that you need energetically and physically, emotionally and technically. And on that topic of support, let's invoke the support of our ancestors, of our guides and of our angels. Let's call them into our lives, call into your life this wisdom and this light and allow it to show you the path forward, to illuminate the way. Know that there is great power in this world, power that wants to be expressed through you. Call on this power and invite it to take a step closer into your life. Allow yourself to step into your highest service and that your actions may align with this, in, with the intention of service, that you may be supported by insights and inspiration flowing through you, that you may be aligned with the light and with your highest service. And so it is. And so it is. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> I got lost there. Can oh. we start every single day like that? Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes we can. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspired Table, everybody. <laughs> that was beautiful, Justine. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's let's start from the very beginning um let's get let's get everybody familiar with the work that you do as um an intuitive energy healer teacher worker yeah healer yeah. teacher worker i said to you before you know i when i work with energy and information um as an intu i use my intuitive skills but i don't like the word healer and there's a really good reason for that and that is, we're jumping ahead here, but the reason for that is that everybody can work with energy and everybody works with their own energy. So I don't believe that when I work with people, I heal them. Mm. I use my intuition to access information and I can send them energy, but really they're doing the healing and they're allowing universal energy to come into them, their space, their thought patterns, their energy, their habits, and that's what heals and changes. It's really, I'm a conduit between universal energy and that person and their own healing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's so empowering for the individual, isn't it? Yes, and I want, I really didn't, way back when I started my healing journey, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but I, I didn't like that feeling of being reliant on a healer because that's quite victimy. Someone else has the power and someone else is doing it for you. Now we all have areas that we need support with. You can't fix an energetic problem from the energy that created it. So we do need support, but people can do a lot for themselves with their own energy, awareness, you know, in, and intentionality. 
Beautiful. And we'll we'll dive into all of that throughout yes, this Yes, we will. I'm yes. so excited for <laughs> okay. it. But let's let's start with how you how you got to be um, where you are. Let's let's hear a bit about your background. Sure, great. So I started off very, you know, in a very conservative family. My father was a surgeon. It's a very you know, very scientific, so there was no room for woo-woo growing up that you know still isn't in his realm, bless him. <laughs> um, and I started, and then I trained in a very traditional field. I trained as a lawyer and I did accounting as well and um, I worked as a lawyer I worked as a lawyer for one of the big six accounting firms and then with one of the big national firms Um, and I did a master's degree in law so I was very entrenched in a very corporate very traditional environment it wasn't what I wanted to do it wasn't something I was particularly skilled at so I kind of gathered my courage and moved from there sideways into human resources, um, into training, leadership development and coaching. And then whilst I was doing that, I did a energy psychotherapy degree, which was the Indian chakra system with Western psychology. So that was back in 2000 when that was pretty unheard of. Yes. Yeah, people thought I was nuts. And it was a degree. It was a four-year degree, wow. yeah, a post-grad degree. Mm. That's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. And so that was working with energy and memory and information stored in the body at a cellular level and teaching me and, and other people how to work with that energy, move the energy, um, and how it shows up from the set, from the cells and from the chakras, how it shows up in people's lives. What does that look like when chakra one isn't working? What does that mean psychologically for someone? So that was, and I did that and I didn't, really that was largely about my own journey and my own healing. Of course, I use it all the time now, but at that time I didn't, I didn't use it. I went to London and I worked in international firms there and I worked across Europe running trainings and teaching and coaching. And so that was my background. And then when I came, meanwhile, sort of had this corporate um, radio by day, corporate person by day, and then very much in the spiritual closet with all of this quietly gathering skills and chipping away at my own healing and my own development, my own energetic strength, um, but obviously very torn because what I wanted to do in the world was the stuff that lit me up, which was to do with energy and soul purpose and um, supporting people and instead of working in big companies. Can I just jump in there quickly? Of course. Did yeah. you find yourself using, and maybe not consciously, but using mm. some of that energy work in the corporate sphere? Or did you keep it very separate? I think I used it initially as a shield for corporate survival. Yeah. You know, that was how I got through. <laughs> Put yourself in really, a little bubble. Yeah, or like working in the in big um, patriarchal uh, misogynistic law firm in in Britain um, with these men you know they're old 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 time I mean they're fascinating but they were tough cookies mm. really the toughest of the tough I can and um, just being able to know how to protect myself and how to figure out what was my stuff what was their stuff what's the lesson for me how do I get through this so initially me and then with the coaching more and more as I develop my skills absolutely in fact if I ever do corporate coaching sometimes I step in occasionally and support some people with that I, I'm downloading them all the time and clearing them and cleaning them, and supporting them. <laughs> so yes I, I do use it now all the time and then I was more about protection I think yeah beautiful I um 
I know when I, and we've spoken about this before, but I know when I do any kind of work, whether it's coaching or whether it's being back in a corporate environment when I'm doing recipe development work, I've got to set up that energetic field because there's just so much sort of happening around me that you can just take it all on and take it home, right? Yeah, definitely. And there's so much we'll talk about morphic fields. There's so much you can do. It's quite simple but quite a lot. Then I will do that before every session and I can tell you later what that is to just dip in and clean up the energy and clean up you and the person. So remind me and we'll come back to it. Um, but there's so much people can do and that's that theme that we're talking about, about people learning to manage their own energy mm. and what they can do to support themselves if they're in a, in a job that's difficult or just having, a, even if their job is fabulous in the, those difficult meetings, not just about protection but broader than that, being able to tap into that situation and clean and clear some of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, sorry, I absolutely interrupted you there. Let's get back to, let's no, get back that's to your okay. story. I, mean, I think it's just about that journey of going from this very corporate and that was my training and that was the expectation in my family and then sort of half in, half out and becoming consultant and but still felt very safe in the corporate and scared to make the leap. And then I had this national job. I was all over the country running a training program for a law firm and then my health just nosedived completely mm. and it got to the point and life made a choice for me. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm all out. I'm dropping the struggle. I'm dropping the trying to make myself fit into a box that I just don't fit into, the thing that I know how to do, the thing that comes easily to me, the thing that I love is working with people around energy and information and intuition and supporting them to you know, know more about their past, create the, his- the future they want and balance and strengthen their energy field. So that's what I've done. So that's where I'm at and I'm trained in Theta Healing. I teach people in Theta Healing as well as workshops. I do Reiki, Matrix Energetics, Now Healing, which is Morphic Field Healing. Um, And I've done some work with another, uh, Belinda Davidson, who's a very well-known healer, psychic um, teacher as well. Yeah, fantastic. That must have been a a, um, scary leap, though, leaving the corporate world for... Yes, and it was so new. Yeah, well, it was sneaking up on me, and I think the part you just just the following the path, one foot, yeah, and the next foot, and it was scary. But once I dealt with what was really holding me back was the fear of losing my father's approval and support. Yeah, okay. So once I clarified that, and I really pulled that apart quickly, it didn't take long. I was like, that's actually not true. And also, even if that were true. You have to do what you're called to do. Mm. So I got to the point where I couldn't not do what I was meant to do and I didn't want to live the lie. And aside from um, your father, was every? did you feel that you were supported by everybody else around you? <laughs> no. I, no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I make that sound like a fairy tale? <laughs> well, I think, but I think it's this really interesting energetic relay, whereas when you're solid in what you're doing, you don't need other people. No. You will, start, you will resonate and you will find the people. They will come flooding to you. Maybe not yeah. flooding, but they will come steadily. Yeah. You will attract into your world the people that can identify with that and can support you. The people that don't will fall away and yeah, but it's a struggle it's that struggle that I'm sure many of your listeners will know will identify with which is that I don't quite fit in and I don't really know what to do about that but I can't deny who I am mm. so no I didn't have I had enough support to, to and I have more and more and it just builds now but I still Jordana when I go to 
you know, school pickup or school functions and they say, what do you do? I mean, still. <laughs> yeah, interesting. What do you say? Um, I usually tell them what I do, but I just tell them in a line. It depends if it's, it, I'm, I don't want to hide anymore. No. So I don't bombard them with, and this means chakra one does this and chakra two and here's your past life information. <laughs> and your solar plexus chakra yeah. is way out Can of I tell you? <laughs> so I don't tell them that, but I do tell them that I work with energy and information, that I work with, and if, it, if people are interested, then they say, oh, okay, or, you know, you just go and you, you drip feed yeah. what they need. Yeah, and I, I imagine you're reading their energy at the same time so you know what's appropriate and what's not. Yes. Yes. Well, we yeah. Well, we all are, and I and I yep, I do, and and I have to also get used to the fact that a lot of people just don't. Yeah, you know, people who are interested will find you, and a lot of people just that's just not their world, and that's what people people who are listening to your podcast are different because they are interested in this realm of personal development, and I'm assuming, and finding out more information and making their own decisions about how the world works, but are open to not being set in one way of th- seeing things, but a lot of people just. Aren't interested in growing, and that's okay. Like that is just their path. So you meet those people, and they kind of go, "Don't get it, aren't going to get it," and you move on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if we had to put an overarching theme on the work that you do, it, it is around energy. Um, yeah. So let's maybe explore explore your theories around energy and what energy means and what we can do with it and the power that lies within. Yeah. Great. Okay. I think there's three key aspects to or foundations to the way that I work. So the number one piece is about your chakra system, your energy field, how which is the vibe that you're sending out to the universe, which is the energetic state of your being. So every um, issue, challenge in your life, every challenge in the way that you see the world will show up energetically in your your physical system before it shows actually before that manifests physically but it will show up in the body in the chakras so i still rely on all my work on checking out someone's energy field and the number one thing that someone can do to take charge of their lives and charge of their energy is the is chakra cleansing and looking after their feet getting to know their energy body um, and I know that you, you believe that in that. The second thing that uh, influences people for me is their belief system. So that's their non-conscious patterning. So some, somewhere between 88 and 96 percent of us is run by our non-unconscious mind. So we've got between 12 and 4 percent of you trying to control the rest. So we can see that imbalance with that. Mm. So it's really important. Now, that's belief systems are by no means, and I'll talk about this in a sec, but by no means anything other than the tip of the iceberg. But I think in terms of the things that influence pattern, habit, thinking, what we're sending out, what shows up, belief systems are, are kind of the best, easiest, quickest place to start that can move an awful lot of energy. And if we look at where a belief system comes from for a person, that comes from this life it will come from your, your childhood and it'll come from your, your parents told you and your experiences at school and your you know key experiences positive and negative although we tend to oftentimes anchor into the negative mm. you know bosses and work and those relationships and financial experiences it'll come from all of those things in this life and it will come from our past lives 
So not everyone resonates with past lives and then a lot of people really do. And it doesn't matter if you resonate. It's just energy and belief patterns. But who you are is so much more than just what's happened to you since your birth date in this lifetime on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. So if we want to get to the root of someone's belief systems, we go back in time and we find their starting point, their point of origin in another time. And, I mean, it's funny. I've, I've often thought about this because... Mm. I find, um, oh, I'm very similar to both my parents in, in different ways, but I'm also, you know, we also have a lot of differences. And I often think about where my belief systems came from because sometimes yeah. they don't, it doesn't come from either of them or anyone around me at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if we're just sort of thinking along linear lines, then you would think that you've picked it up from somewhere. Yeah. But you're saying that it could be from a life before this one. Absolutely, yeah. that that's imprinted on your soul, and that you you brought. If I look at that, you're brought in with it. And if I look at my children, you know, and if you, if anyone has children, they see that they come in, and they learn certain things when they come here. But before they come here, they come in very much defined. They're a very uh, cohesive functioning unit, and they have very definite views and ways of reacting and ways of ex- perceiving the world. Where does mm. that come from? Yeah, Why? And you can see that in very, very, very small children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we also know that thought processes and the habits and trauma comes through the DNA. Mm. So it comes down through ancestral lin- lineage and some of they've proven that, um, that it carries forward. Which is great because if you clear it, it will carry forward for your children. You will clear it for future generations. But it also, if, if you work um, with people who've come down the Holocaust survivor line, there's very, it's very interesting to see what can be held based on what their ancestors went through. Even if they lost their entire, you know, entire family and never met them, mm. what they hold is fascinating. That is fascinating. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, and the third, the third area. Oh, and the third is is the morphic field healing. So, so morphic fields are um, fields of energy and information and habit that surround everything. So, um, they're created by a gentleman called Richard Sheldrake. So he's a Cambridge and Harvard professor. He's actually a biologist. Um, he has done this done this amazing work around. Um, Exactly, with morphic field and morphic resonance. So the idea is that really um, instead of uh, that we all pick up information and energy from other people, that's morphic resonance, and that the field of energy and information that surrounds a thing is what influences it and determines how it will be. So if we look at it that way, your, your body is a system of morphic fields. You have your energy field and a morphic field around your body of, of habit, and and information and even all of your organs and all of your systems and even your cells have mini fields so if you cut an earthworm into 10 pieces that earthworm will turn into 10 earthworms now that's because he says of a field of energy and information that teaches each of those 10 little pieces how it can tap into that information energy and and keep going now not all animals can you chop into 10 pieces i you know i get it but <laughs> don't try this at home <laughs> it doesn't work but it's that theory and you know i i, I told you before and, and i'll tell you about the 
you know, it's, it is controversial. People like Deepak Chopra swear by it. It's been marginalised a little bit, but there's a lot of information, a lot of scientific study around this and how do we explain it. So let me explain it one more and then I'll explain how I work with that and how useful it is to know about these things because everything in our life has a field. So if we can tap into that habit, energy and information, upgrade it and clarify it, we're in a position to make improvements. But one of the examples that he that um, Rupert Sheldrake did was he took um, in took some school children in England who didn't know Japanese had never had any exposure to the Japanese language nor had he he didn't know and his researchers set it up for him and they had three nursery rhymes and one was an actual very very well known Japanese nursery rhyme one was garbled words of the same rhyme and one was. Um, nothing to do with it but just another pattern of words and he the idea was to teach these children the nursery rhyme to see is there a field around this nursery rhyme that makes it that the one that's been said by thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of Japanese school children millions of times that may, means that that group of words when put together somehow is picked up more easily and identified with and that they can build that habit of knowing that rhyme more quickly and Guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Without even knowing it, it was all controlled. That was the rhyme. The one that was the real actual nursery rhyme was the one that these children who had no knowledge of Japanese all took to and began to be able to say, you know, say and repeat the, with the greatest ease in the quickest mm-hmm. amount of time. And his theory behind that is that they were tapping into the morphic field. So too, we know, just briefly, but we know that IQ tests are getting easier and easier and easier. And and, and kids, people who've never done an IQ test, the standard IQ test that they do, they're getting better and better results and they're able to do them more quickly. Mm. And the theory is that's because so many people have done it now that people just tap into the field and know how to do it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So how can we how can we use use this in our own lives? How, yeah. how do we use the how do we use the theory of morphic fields? The theory of morphic fields. So so the theory is it just it is as simple as knowing that your bank account has a morphic field. So if your bank account isn't sitting the way that you want it to sit, you know, looking like it, everything's interrelated. Everything in your life, it's like a web and um Everything. So if you, it's like people talk about the hanging mobile you know, that the children have. You used to have above their cribs in the olden days. If you pull one thing, everything else moves. So if we shift energy in one area of your life, it ripples out into every other area of your life. It doesn't mean you can't focus on something, but it means that when you're focusing on something, the change will happen there, and you may see changes in other areas that are un, un, unexplained. So we can work with this field we can work with these morphic fields by clearing them disentangling them unblocking them upgrading them aligning them with highest purpose with highest expression and that's how we work with the morphic field we work with yours the relationship you have with someone as i said the bank account anything that you can think of we can look tap into that field and change the energy change the information clear the habits change the habits and upgrade them yeah, wow. Yeah. And like I said earlier, what <laughs> what is more empowering than that? Yeah. So this absolutely. is this is work that we can do on our own. I think so. If you've got a little bit of absolutely. If you it's about so whenever I work with someone, I take them to their center, I align it's whatever process works for you and there's multiple. They're like 
we talked about. There are so many modalities. There is no one right modality. It is whatever you resonate with, whatever gets results for you. So for me, but the center of your body is a fascinating place. I'm talking about your spine. So from your tailbone up through the top of your head, mm. that if you connect with that, take a moment even now, put your awareness in the base of your spine and then take your awareness slowly up through your spine and up out the top of your head and then take your awareness out the top of your head to infinity, out as high as you can go and out in all directions simultaneously. That very act will connect you with the universe, it will connect you with your soul, it will ground you, it will, and it will turn on all of the meridians, all of the chakras and all of the energy points up your, up your spine and in your body. Mm. Now people can, don't have to do that, they can have their own way of coming to center or coming to a still point. And then from there, you you can actually just ask that your uh, morphic field or intend that your morphic field be aligned or upgrade the morphic field of your bank account, of your relationship with work, of your job, of your job search, or whatever it is that you know is, is happening for you, be upgraded, be that is disentangled or disconnected from anything that's blocking it from its highest expression, that you're aligning it with its highest outcome or aligning it with wholeness. Yeah, interesting. And that, I mean, that sort of brings me to the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about. And it's this idea of, you know, when we're working with these sorts of theories and tools and we're wanting to, you know, manifest change in our lives and shift energy, mm-hmm. um, it's about being detached from the outcome. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a paradox. So, um Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that first up, one, one important thing is that for people who might be thinking, well, I can't work with energy and information, we all work with energy all of the time. Mm. So, and it's your, it's so when you're, you know that when you clean your house and you sit down after that, your house feels different because you've, you've worked with energy. You've cleaned out the energies, the stagnant energy. When you, you change your sheets, when you go and exercise or do a yoga class, you've changed energy. And so when you do acupuncture, when you go out into nature, when you journal, you are changing energy. And when you, you know, do EFT, so tapping, any of that. So I want people to understand that we're already shifting and working with energy. Even if you think you're not super intuitive or even if you think you don't or you are doing it already, we're just talking about doing it at another level and so it's intention and expectation that determines what will heal for a person so so we all work with energy and it's your intention and expectation now coming to your piece there's a split so you need to have hold a high intention and hold a positive expectation and that also relies on clearing any belief systems you have around self-worth or things not working for you or not expecting you know where were the times in your life where you were disappointed when you didn't get what you wanted because that will influence when you really, really want something that might come into play. You might be um, connecting in with that experience, right? But the other piece is about um, non-attachment, which is what you're asking me about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So really um, with any kind of change and and healing, we want to hold this place of neutrality and of non-attachment and that's because expectation creates limitation. Mm. 
So if you're overly attached, you know when you've got a lot riding on something and you really, really, really want that to happen, that actually that interferes and makes the outcome that you want less likely. So um, you need to just be aware of negative expectations, but also be aware of overly investing in positive expectations. And if we can detach from all of those, then we can come to a place of neutrality and that allows the energy of the universe to come in and create whatever it is ultimately in, in the highest and best interests. So when we work with energy, we're working with an infinitely intelligent source and we want to partner and co-create with that. And um, But to do that, we need to let go of our, our expectations and our assumptions. So assumptions are your unexamined habitual thoughts, your expectations. This always happens this way. Recognize them. Mm-hmm. Let them understand where they come from and let them go. And also unattaching to the outcome. You know, what do I want? Let's not, you weaken your field, your energy field by over-attachment. So how do we, how do we get to a, a point where our energy is, or, or maybe it isn't, but that feeling that our energy is stagnant or that we're holding on to large amounts of negative energy, whether it be through um, grief or exhaustion or um, injury? Mm-hmm. How, sorry, how do we move through that? Is that what yeah, you're saying? How do we, how do, yeah, how do we move through that stagnation? Mm, mm, okay, so definitely great, great question. And I think that's life, right? Life is, if you think about our healing and our growth and path journey, as an upwardly moving spiral. So that's why you're, you're always evolving. You're always moving towards wholeness or healing, always moving to a, a greater version. But the spiral, it means you sometimes feel like you're going backwards when really you are going forwards. The best thing that you can do is have practices that you stick to in your daily life that support you and then know and then have support for the difficult times or the super challenges or I really, really, really want to work on this particular thing and it's a bit beyond where I can go on my own. But for day-to-day life as a spiritual warrior, you need to have your stuff together. So you need that. To me, that means meditate the chakra meditation mm-hmm. at least once a day, every day. That's my not negotiable. Yeah. In fact, um, let me tell you, and I never, and I struggled. I've been doing, you know, spiritual work for a very long time, but I, you know, hands up, really struggled to find something that I could commit to. But I think when you love yourself enough and care about how you show up enough, like it's a self worth thing, when you that you you deserve to go out into the world ready to face whatever has to offer the best way that you can. So and you deserve to not undermine yourself in that process. Um, and to be honest, so to be honest about the fact that when it's important enough, when you are important enough to yourself, you will make time for the things that support you in feeling good and and being able to show up the way you really want to show up. Mm. And as you as you encounter, you know, um, I don't want to I don't want to keep calling it negative energy because I don't feel like it is negative energy. But when we do move through these times in our life that um, you know a grief or injury or yeah, yeah. you know some sort of negativity, I, I mean we we must have to feel it. We must have to experience mm. it. But how mm. do we choose to let it go? Is it through constantly clearing? 
the chakras. Mm, is that is that what you're saying? So I would say if that happens, is you have a daily practice of should have a daily practice of whatever works for you. But really, if it's not a chakra cleanse, you're not working on your chakras. In fact, you know that's one aspect. All meditation helps, but if you want specifically want to strengthen your energy field, clearing out old debris, that's what you need to be doing. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not particularly dictatorial. I like people to have complete choice because not everything works for everybody. But somehow we need to work with our energy field and strengthening our energy field in order that, we cha- that we're changing the way things show up. So if you have another method that works, go for it. It's not, it's, you know, find something that works for you. And then, so what I, when I use breath work, so because I still believe that things are held in the soul, in the cells, so when I have, so every day I do the chakra cleanse and I also do a, most days, not every day, a 30-minute breathwork session where I just breathe and let the f- deeply conscious, continuous, connected breathing, so in, out, in, out. And if you do that for about 10 minutes, that brings up the subconscious and accesses the information. You don't even need to go to your subconscious. If you've got stuff going on, you're going to sit down, your body's going to say, oh, thank God, and these emotions are going to come up. But that's clearing them out and releasing. So I absolutely, whatever way it is that works for you, I'm just, that's how I do it. But allow, when you're going through stuff, give yourself space. Give yourself compassion. Give yourself some time to connect in, in with the feeling side and the thought side. But the feelings need to flow. And once you've moved through those feelings, it's the blocking that causes the problem. If you allow yourself to feel the feelings, you'll come to another place of clarity or another layer or, or the energy will be freed up enough that you can move forward to the next thing. If it's grief, we know that grief is cycles and waves and layers and we can't expect to rush through that process. But if you allow those feelings up and out and can acknowledge them and hold them in a safe place, then you are still doing what is asked of you, which is to move through and honour that process. Mm. I've actually been, um, this has come up a lot lately in conversation and I, I just mm. want to talk to you about it. This idea mm. of the, the what you were saying about grief made me think about it. This idea of us all being kind of part of a universal ecosystem that ebbs mm. and flows and has seasons and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm assuming the same thing happens with our energy levels. It's so interesting because I work with with a great, a fantastic. I work on on a lot of stuff myself, and I have support uh, who, from a person who is a mentor. So she also teaches me as we go. But she was saying when we had a session this week, she was looking into Australia, and she said there's a, something really weird going on electromagnetically in Australia at the moment, oh. and everybody's feeling off. Mm. Everybody's feeling displaced and ungrounded. And she said, when I look at Australia, I get shown like she was shown like a map. And it's to do with um, it's just the shifting energy of the planet. She said, normally Australia's energy is quite balanced. But at the moment, there's this like a swirling vortex of energy that's causing people to feel, you know, out of spacey and, and off. So exactly that you're tapping into that. So that comes to the place that there are so many things that can influence our energy. Is that what you what you're thinking of? Yeah, I, yeah, I am. But also this idea that it's it's the natural order of the universe that we go through ebbs yes. and flows in energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are we are cyclical beings, and everything has a rhythm to it. Mm. Absolutely, a rhythm, an ebb, and a flow, and we and we do, and we and you know we're influenced by the moon, whatever what's electromagnetically is going on. We're influenced by, and there are cycles and seasons to our energy, and has been since since time began. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So, but I, 
so, mm-hmm. sorry. So how do we how do we lean into that? Like how do, how do we how do we trust that? I think um, the more you know your own energy field and you know what's going on, the more, the more that will grow. So if you think, oh, actually, I don't really know how to know that, the more you know happening with each of your chakras or how you relate to the world or what's centered, grounded and, and solid feels like for you, then you can test, then you can check that you're off. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, the way I would work with what you're talking about is I would disconnect from it yes. and I would align myself with wholeness in the presence or absence of that. Okay. So I would just dis- continually dis- So I use something with morphic field healing, I use something called now healing. So you can look that up if you need, if you want to. Um, and that is, so we talk about dis- disentangling is when two energy fields, it doesn't have to be people, it can be you and the moon, you know, the moon, the full moon energies, or you and whatever cycle you're talking about is overly entangled. It's that morphic resonance, that psychic resonance I talk about. Mm-hmm. So you want to pull yourself apart from it and reintegrate in balance. You don't want to be overly identified with anything. You want to be in harmony when you're, when you're connected to it. Yeah, beautiful. So it's like allowing yourself to be connected to the natural rhythms of the, the seasons and the times of the day and the um, whatever's going on on a planetary le- level. Yeah. But you don't want to be overly identified with other people's emotions, overly identifying with um, black dark matter or cosmic um, cha- pattern changes or anything else that's going on in the universe from the macro right down to the micro. Mm. You want to be in harmony, in balance, in wholeness, in the presence of all of that going on. Yeah, and, and yeah. just and trusting. The reason I yeah. the reason I bring it up is yeah. I actually just had a conversation with a girlfriend last night who yeah. said to me, she's like, "Oh my god, the week started off so well. I was feeling amazing. Everything was on the up, and tonight, you know, it's just the complete opposite. I feel, um, you know, everything feels negative. It feels like nothing's going my way. I feel desperate. You know, all of mm. this sort of stuff. And it changed, you know, within a week." And I wanted to say to her, oh, don't worry, you know, the seasons will change, it'll get better. But that, I mean, that wasn't really enough for her. So I just, you know, I, I like this idea of, of disengaging in, in the moment mm. and trusting. Mm. Yeah. Because if you fall, it's a slippery slope. So if you start to unidentify, you know, lose your energetic balance um, and she's been identifying with all these positive things and connected into that and then if we think about law of attraction which we'll talk about but think about the vibration she's holding she's let that vibration drop mm. and she's slipped into a, a lower vibration place and understandably because things happen things come at you like I get that um, but the more she stays in that place the harder it's going to be yes. and the more she's going to attract yeah. so it's being able to recognize what you're resonating with and what you're sending out and know actually I need to go into I need to turn this around no, I need to get myself out of this place. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and I think everyone can identify with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's, because you brought it up, and I'm very yeah. fascinated by it, let's talk about the law of attraction. Mm, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the law of attraction. Yeah. 100% real, okay. 100% valid. Yeah. Um, not every, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Okay. Law of, it's, it is, law of attraction is about feeling. The, the language, I know we've said it before, the language of the universe is vibration. It's emotion. So if 
from that perspective, it doesn't matter what your vision board looks like. Mm. If your daily vibration, you're gonna get. It's gonna. The universe doesn't lie. Energy doesn't lie. Vibration doesn't lie. If your vibration is is on a certain level, you're gonna get that back. So if you're feeling, this is where the subconscious beliefs come in or the morphic fields come in, the clarity, whatever habit, energy is stuck in there. What you say like on the top is going to be different to what, if, if it isn't in alignment with what's coming through underneath, it's not, you're not going to get it. So here's where you go with affirmations. You need to find powerful words and statements that really resonate, that really gear you up and then working with them as a process. So when you're saying them, you need to hold a feeling state for at least 16 seconds and you need to do that you know, about five times a day. Connect, tap into that feeling state and hold it for, for, for that 16 seconds and do that in little bits. Now everybody's got 16 seconds times five, times five throughout the day. I know we can find that time. Tap in and hold that state. But it's the feeling that the universe is responding to, not the words. Not the words. Not yeah. the words. It's the and, and the words are only have an energy too. So it's really even then, it's the energy of the words. So the universe it doesn't understand the words; it understands the feeling. So when you do your affirmation, you have to be really vigilant to the to the point of actually, when I say that, there's a teeny little piece of me. So okay, I here's one. I'll let you in. I I have. I'm not doing it, I haven't done it at the moment but because I'm good, but when I do this, this astounded me. The first time I ever did affirmation work, my coach said, would you hold the feeling state of I have five to ten paying clients a week and and you do it and then up comes the sense of is that possible, where will they come from, how will they find me, do I have time for five to ten paying clients, what about everything else on my plate? So you have to catch all of those thoughts that come up underneath the affirmation and you have to clear those, you have to find a way either just writing them out or just looking them in the face and saying I'm you know, looking at them, metaphorically looking them in the eye and discounting them but so much is sitting underneath you've got to find a way to capture what's sitting underneath the affirmation so that when you say that affirmation you're putting all your energy behind it and you it's clear it's clean and it's sparkling out there in the universe so what about things that we're trying to manifest that we've never felt before how do we tap into that feeling can you give me an example? Um, <laughs> hmm. mm. um, okay, let's let's uh, maybe. Um, Do you mean like soulmate love stuff? Uh, okay, yeah, no? yeah, soulmate love stuff. Let's say you've never because... been in love before. Wow, that's really good. But I think, yeah, okay. Let's say you've never been in love, but everybody's most people will have had a love for another person mm. but it hasn't worked then they will know people know the feeling that they're aspiring to the connection that they're aspiring to the type of relationship they're aspiring to and if you can tap into how good it's going to feel when you have that so in order for you to manifest something this is law of attraction too you've got to you can't be in a state of wanting wanting is not having so whenever you want something, you don't automatically, by default, you do not have it. Mm. So don't be in a want, <laughs> be in a have. That's why we use the affirmations in the I have. But feel like with such certainty that that person is there. Feel that sense of um, joy and that, that sense of um, uh, 
oh, I can't, I'm feeling it, but I can't explain it. The bliss, the joy, the happiness, the gratitude, that state that you're going to feel when you've connected with that person okay. and they're in your life. Yeah. Just, can you, do you reckon that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that definitely explains it. And when you hold that vibration of certainty, that person can't not turn up. When you've cleared your stuff, cleared the doubts, cleared the past, and you're holding out that vision for, you know, this is what I want and this is what it looks like and I let it go, but I hold that state and I trust and know and allow it to come in. Because, you know, and that's the allowing because so much of what we want is waiting. I really feel like the universe is waiting to release it to you, but you're not allowing it in. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that, you know, to <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, but yeah. when you sit in that state of, um, of knowing and of already mm. having but mm. you don't actually have it yet, it's really mm. easy for, for doubt to creep in. Definitely. And then you th- and then you think to yourself, no, 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 don't don't think about the doubt because you've already got it. And you kind of have this 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 back and forth, back and forth. But what I can say from personal experience mm. is that, I mean, it, it kind of just takes practice, and you get used to thinking about having it all the time. That you kind of feel like you already have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's having it, thinking a different thought. So when the um, when the thought comes in, it's just I the, the, the replacement thought becomes I will you know thank you universe for taking care of this for me or allow the universe to take care of this to me. I hand this over to the universe and know that we're going to co-create this solution and the solution's already on its way. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking oh, I've been doing my affirmations, it's not working. Where's the person? Or where's the job? Or where's the money? Or where's the? It's like I trust and allow. I align with the universe and allow and allow the universe to take care of this for me yeah um i did a podcast a few episodes back with rebecca detman and we spoke about soul contracts and i'm i'm thinking that what we're talking about now that that kind of links back to our soul contracts right yeah well i think that soul contracts are um a fascinating area and and often I will you want to when I work with soul you want the soulmates you want your soul contracts in place you can't delete a soul contract that's still uh, you know valuable but you can ask for contracts that aren't useful and are redundant to be deleted and removed um oh you can oh yeah oh that's handy to know (laughs) I'll tell you so I had a, a third baby that wanted to be born and he was so cross at me for not having him and I wasn't going to have him. I'm sorry, lovely. And he kept saying, but there's a contract. There's a deal. Um, and I said, but you know, so I just dissolved the contract. And I, mean, I had a conversation with him. I didn't just dissolve it. And, you know, I was very loving to him. But it just wasn't. We may have made an agreement on the other side that I would have three children. But two is more than enough. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I had this little cross little soul turning up to say, hang on. What about what you told me we would do? And um, I had to kind of come up with a solution between him and I that would work. But absolutely, you want to be deleting contracts that are redundant or no longer work because life play, doesn't always play out as you plan it at the other at the other end. But I think so. Karen. No, I was just going to say that's all very well for you, Justine. But how do how do we know what's in our soul contract? Hmm. But all of this you can do. Okay, all of you can all work with energy. You can ask. From that platform, your you know connected place, you can delete the soul contracts that don't apply. A soul contract that's meant to 
whatever you know that love that saying what's for you won't go past you mm. so the people that are meant to show up something as important as your future life partner or husband is not going to not show up yeah he can't not show up it, and there's a divine timing around it so all you can do is hold the vision and clear the gunk and hold the vision and clear the gunk and ask for him to come in and call and wait and let it go yeah. And that, and they will come. They will have. They have to come. They can't not come. Mm. They will come. And it's yeah. not just. It's not just soulmates. I just want to make that. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's no. It's not just soulmates. It's it's those all of those things that are part of the destiny, part of the the blueprint for this life. The things that are, are going to be that you the big things and the little things that you've mapped out beforehand that are meant to be part of this life. That that shape you that shape you, that shape your experience. Yeah. So the book deal and the new job, you're empowered. You have free will. You have free choice. You have to take action for some of these things. And I always feel like there's a way, if if you're working on your energy, then the way that they come in and what you're going to attract is going to be even better than what you would attract if you weren't, if you weren't. But you'll attract it some way or another. The universe will make sure that it shows up. Yeah, wow. Um I know when we did our last session, we spoke about um, soul fragments. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, Yeah. Yes, let's talk soul fragments. um, Just because it resonated so much with me. Mm. So can you just tell everybody a little bit about what, what soul fragments are? Yes, absolutely. So soul fragments are like tiny, tiny, teeny, teeny particles of your soul that the fragments of your soul that break break off and get left with other people and sometimes in other places. So what causes a soul fragment to be left with someone is situate is relationships of emotional intensity. So any relationship where there's been any traumatic situations, any carer, you know if you're caring for someone, the main one is in romantic relationships. So because when we have when we're intimate with someone, we swap DNA, and we and when that, but that emotional bond also can leave behind fragments of ourselves. It's a very intimate act. So, um, so it's, it can be friendships, you know, girl friendships that, um, and sometimes they, it doesn't matter if someone's got fragments of your soul, but but you might want to call back the ones that are, you know, you. I think ultimately it's not a tragedy if someone's got soul fragments, but we want to call back the ones as much of of ourselves as we can. Because if we're here to do the work we're here to do, we want all of our soul present and accountable, right? Yeah. So um, the soul fragments exercise is about um, calling in and calling back fragments from past relationships and past times and other lifetimes. We actually sometimes leave fragments in other periods of time, other lives. Um, We're calling it back in. And we're also wanting to give back Mm. any fragments of other people that we've picked up along the way. So how can you tell? You can tell because if you ask yourself if you've got soul fragments, you'll get faces, you'll get names, you'll get a sense of, you know what, I think, and you'll be right. Also times people who can't, we can't get them out of our head. You know, it might be a friend that we had five years ago that we really loved and then we, we parted ways and maybe it wasn't as peaceful as we would have liked and we just don't feel quite at ease about it. And we just there are times when we just can't stop thinking about them. And that might be because they're calling us in, resonating, and they're not thinking about they're thinking about us and we're picking up on that. Um, it could be a lot of things. But one of the good things to do is get back your soul fragments. And sometimes those 
those people and past that kind of haunt us a little bit mm. disappear. We make peace with them because they're not carrying pieces of us around anymore and we're not carrying pieces of them. Yeah, well, that's so powerful. Mm. So what, how, how do we get our soul back? That's interesting. I, I teach people how to do it. I've never tried to teach it on a podcast. Um, it's really a request and a witnessing is, is how I would do it. I would go, for me, I use it um, a theta or theta or theta brainwave state for, to do that. And I go up into that state. Um, meditative state but you can just use deep meditation you don't have to worry about which are you in alpha or beta or gamma you can just use deep meditation and then I just simply ask you know the universe to um, any soul fragments that I have of other people's please be cleansed and rinsed and returned to them and any fragments of other people have that belong to me can they be cleansed and rinsed and returned to me and then you want to just um, witness or allow that energy to change now if you don't see energy that doesn't matter energy still moves if you don't feel it or sense it it's okay just sort of hold the space for that to happen and we'll see it'd be interesting to see if, how that works because I people should yeah, how easy that is for people to do hopefully they can just do it I mean I think the universe is as I've said to you I think it's infinitely intelligent and it wants to support us so I believe if you put a request out there you will have your request answered yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about what happens during a session with you because I remember my first one and I found it absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, I've been very open-minded about all of this stuff in the past, but I'd mm. never really done any kind of deep energy work. So what if we had to explain to someone over the podcast... Um, <laughs> how how a session kind of runs how would you how would you explain it okay good question um so fabulous usually i work on skype with people um i'm based in sydney so but most people these days want to work on skype that's fabulous energy doesn't understand the balance of distance time or space so everything that you can do in person you can do on skype and more so it's totally fine. So we connect on Skype. It will depend largely on where someone is at. But the first thing and how much information I'll give them, the first session is about taking some time to set the, the foundation. So I will, what do I do in the first session? I will um, check in with their energy and connect them and um, give them some base level downloads that they need to be able to receive healings and accept healings and not block healings. and. Um, so everybody, I don't want to work with somebody unless I've set them up to receive the healing. Um, and then it's really very individual, but I'm looking at, I'm asking the person, usually people present, there's a reason why they come, you know, something's not working or something, they want something. I work with shadows. I, I'm not someone that works with the light. It's a positive experience, but you don't want to pay someone money to tell you how awesome you are, really. You want to pay someone to remove the block so you can be more awesome yeah. or remove the block so you can really believe and know how awesome you are. Um, that's the kind of people I work with. And so what I'm doing is finding this cause of the blocks. So whether that's going into... It'll be two parts. Usually it'll have an element of finding the belief systems in whatever, wherever they lie, this life, other times, and working through the beliefs and clearing and moving energy, tapping into morphic fields, habits, patterns, information, upgrading, clearing, cleansing that, um, looking at soul contracts, psychic hooks, psychic resonance, psychic attack, um, 
I don't know, anything that's affecting their energy, clearing and cleansing that. So we can kind of go anywhere in a session. It's really hard to say what we'll do, Mm. but it's really the aim is to find out what's not working and sometimes what people want to work on will be underpinned by something that needs to be cleared first. But everything's interrelated. So even if your left ear is sore, we might work on your right toe. You know, you write big toe because it just because things aren't the source of the problem is almost never where you think the source of the problem is going to be. Yeah. So you can go on these fantastic energetic explorations, clearing, cleansing, healing, identifying, releasing, upgrading, with the aim of helping support this person to clear the belief systems, clear the energy, clear the morphic fields, and have greater understanding, insight, and appreciation for their own abilities and um, talents and being able to take that forward and out into the world or being able to allow what the universe wants to bring them to come in mm. I imagine as an energy worker that you would constantly be having to clear your own energy so as not to take on energy from a session is that right no no it's not I, I don't it's very seldom that I can't I work with heavy stuff a lot of the time. I don't have to, but a lot of things, you know, people, humanity is complex and and so I really want to hold a space for people where people can be, um, you know, people, all aspects of people are, you know, are comfortable and I've witnessed an awful lot of stuff. But so if it's something particularly heavy, then I might need to clear that. But I work very hard before I come to a session and every day I'm working on my energy and I'm working on my energetic boundaries and I'm working on my ability to tune in. So I don't have a problem with, as a general rule, I really don't have a problem with not picking up other people's energy and having that non-attached compassion. So I have had a lot of things happen in my life which sets me up to be able to resonate and identify with just about everything that someone brings into a session, which is really, really positive but I don't overly attach to it. You can't pull someone out of a hole by jumping into the hole. Yeah. Yeah. So let's um let's go back to energetic fields, which we were talking about earlier. Um, how do we set an energetic field around ourselves? So, for example, um, you know, you've, you're having a coffee with a girlfriend and you know it's going to be quite intense and, you know, many of us are very empathetic beings and we yeah. take it all on and we leave yeah. and yes. we're so exhausted and, you know, it sits with us for the rest of the day. How do we, yeah. how can we prevent that? Okay, great question. First of all, try and go in there being grounded. And if not, like if you can't, if you had a busy eight o'clock coffee and you haven't had time to do any meditation or walking or anything that you use to ground your energy field, then even just as you sit down to coffee, put your feet on the floor. Remember how I said to feel your spine? So feel your spine. That takes two seconds and take a breath and just that bringing your awareness to your space and your presence is going to help immediately separate you from other people then if you're sitting if this let's take your scenario if it's getting too much put your hand on under the table on your solar plexus and shield it that is your um solar plexus is your is a lot of things but that's your connection to that person it's your energetic it's your energetic boundary it's your, it stops you merging with them and losing yourself in them so anytime in it in the, even if you walk into your boss's office to have a conversation and it's get you're losing your center, put your hand on your center. You're on the phone to someone. I was on the phone to my real estate agent yesterday and she, um, 
my managing agent and there was an issue and it became a bit heated hand on the solar plexus while I'm on the phone <laughs> so I'm like I'm holding my ground here I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not going down with you so there's that and then while things are happening just consciously disentangle non detach separate and take a breath so literally just saying to yourself quietly I'm 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 separating from this energy. The other thing you can, so that keeps, you know what I mean, consciously holding that space of not die, energetically diving in and merging with them. You can be a great friend without having to feel every feeling that they're feeling. Yeah. And when you leave, just ask the universe to separate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions from any other person's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I separate from anyone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions now. I disentangle from anyone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions now and take a breath. Mm, that's so powerful and will <laughs> we'll really come in handy because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be doing that all day. No, it's good to know. It's really good to know. And I, um, like I said earlier, sometimes with my clients, I get so kind of involved in what we're doing and <laughs> I find myself thinking about it for the rest of the day and while I'm going to sleep mm. and um, it's not helpful for them mm. and it's certainly mm. not helpful for me. So that's, yeah, that's really powerful. So it's like the boundaries around the empath. It's, that's that empathic psychic ability and that's how you connect with people and also um, your sense of belonging and identification and the way you relate to people and it's a really amazing quality and a lot of people have it but too much is exhausting for you it's too much to carry so you need to know how and when to just pull back and hold back and that it's okay that doesn't make you less of a friend or less of a listener or less of a um awesome person it's just that you actually have the right to keep and contain your own energy and not take on other people's Mm. yeah yeah Mm. um Okay, I'm just going to use the next few minutes to pick your brain about some things. Okay. How do you feel about that? I think that's super. I often often, um, surrender to the universe and then I wonder to myself, are you just being lazy, Jord? (laughs) (laughs) Like where do we we draw that line between, you know, (laughs) surrendering and what will be will be and if it's meant to happen, it'll happen and, and, you know, putting stuff off and not, you know, putting in the time and putting in the effort. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love it. That's such a question. Yeah, so you've got to do the work and let it go. <laughs> it's a different, you know, it's, you got to, what can I control? What's in my realm of possibility? What do I honestly need to do to progress this? And then let the rest go. Yeah. And intentionally align with yourself with the universe. Like it's you and me, we're in this together and I'm going to do my bit and then I trust that you're working on your part to do your bit. Mm. And I'm going to, when I do my bit, that means I'm going to do do the work, the concrete, whatever action steps I need to take because everything is both physical, physical matter and energy and I'm going to do the energetic piece so that my vibration is not blocking this coming through. So I'm going to clear any blocks of procrastination. I'm going to clear the fears like a procrastination is keeping me safe from having it because I'm actually afraid if I do it and I get what I really want, what I'm telling the universe that I want, I'm afraid that it'll be too much for me or that I don't deserve it or that I'm not good enough to have that. So you've got to clear the energetic stuff and you've got to be full steam ahead and focused on the physical side and then you've got to know when to just let go and receive because it's that yin-yang balance 
that dynamic balance between action and receptivity and activity. Yeah. And so, so, so maybe we'll, yeah, just keep keeping receptivity and activity in alignment. And if, you, if you're too busy, you're not making space for the receptivity, which is when you receive from the universe, you receive the ideas, you receive energetically, you receive, um, you get topped up and charged up and inspired and you've got to have the, the both, both, both sides. And if you're just receiving all the time, you're not physically taking the concrete steps that we need to bring that. Um, the things that you want into your world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 really powerful. I've I've also been thinking about um, you know yin and yang a lot lately. Um, <gasps> in my physical realm, um, mm. just in turn, you know, I'm always on the go, on the on the go, doing mm. things, never stopping, have to get stuff done. But recently, I've started doing. Um, yin classes at night just before I go to bed I'm lucky enough to have a studio just down the street and it's so nice to have an opportunity to just surrender and not have to do anything Mm. Mm. Um, and it's made those yang times a lot easier to deal with Mm. yeah Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, in 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 this you know modern day life that we lead, especially in the corporate world, mm. everybody's just kind of functioning in, the, in that yang state constantly. Absolutely, absolutely. So even if you can claw back a little bit that restorative give of the yin yoga, or some way of uh, which is like gold standard, I think that's absolutely beautiful. Just to balance the system, you know, our nervous systems. Are all on high alert. alert. They're all firing all over the place. So anything that you can do to just take it down and calm and quiet, everything benefits. Like the sleep benefits, your state of mind benefits, and your yang productive time will will be improved as well. I completely agree. I think it's terrific. Mm. Mm. Um, The other thing I wanted to chat to you about briefly was the moon because I feel like that – the moon cycle and people are very open to it these days um, is one cycle where you can really feel those energy shifts i mean i have people saying to me all the time is it a full moon i feel crazy or is it a full moon? <laughs> yeah you know like it's it's a question i'm getting asked constantly so what what can you tell us about the energy that surrounds the moon oh, cycle? okay okay I think it's fantastic that people are really connecting in with the moon and there are people like Ezzy Spencer and, and others who are really bringing that back into our modern life, those ancient, that ancient awareness and connection that we have to the moon. So I think, I think it's brilliant my and and very real like very and if it's if you're drawn to it you you want to learn all the phases and cycles and connecting with what they all mean i i do find knowing when it's a yin and a yang cycle within this within that 28 day cycle of the moon helpful because i will make me but i don't plan my life by it um and i know that the full moon energies i always look at i know when they're on and i look them up and um you know i just surrender there's a couple things i just surrender to it i just sort of disentangle and reintegrate which means make my relationship energetic relationship to the moon appropriate not overly identifying not under and not denying let me just come into balance with the moon and then if i'm tired i'm tired if i'm overwrought i'm overwrought if things get crazy i just sort of allow, allow myself align myself with peace and harmony and productivity in the presence of that 
it's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't let it sort of derail me. Um, and I also think, you know, the moon is one energy, but it's, you know, something like geopathic stress or, I mean, there's so many, or your relationship to um, food intolerances or glutens or proteins, all of those things also affect you. It's just that we're not, we can end up living with that and not knowing, not recognizing, because um, it's not cyclical in the same way, I suppose. What is geopathic stress? Geopathic stress is um, there's an energy that come that radiates out from the center of the Earth at a certain frequency of megahertz, which is supposed to I don't know the number. I think it's seven, but don't quote me. It's not seven. It's something, um, and it's and it's a vibrational energy that comes up from the Earth, and it resonates at a particular frequency that's supposed to actually keep us grounded and quite calm. And it, I think it connects in with almost an alpha brain state. And we don't want to, we don't want to all run around in an alpha brain state. But um, it, what it means is it, it connects us to the earth. When that, but the when that energy and that frequency coming up from the earth is interfered with by underground reservoirs of usually water, lots of water sitting in rock rocks, it distorts the frequency coming through the from the earth. It causes stress. It causes it to resonate at a level that's not helpful for us. Mm. And so it's a big, it's a big one. Um, and it can be quite detrimental to health if it's to, if you live in a distorted state. The frequency is distorted for quite some time. So if you're li living near underground railways, under water pipes, sewer pipes, electricity, certain mineral formations or geological fault lines under the system, it, so if you have a geopathic, if you have water or pipelines running under where your bed is, mm -hmm. then your sleeping time is going to be impacted by that geopathic stress. It can help, you know. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Oh my goodness, there's so many things to think about. <laughs> Feeling overwhelmed. I'm just gonna be so in much. a teepee. You're gonna what? <laughs> in a teepee in a field. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just make sure that under that teepee, you know. Yeah, there's you know, no water pipes. That's right. There's no water pipes or um, underground water that's yeah. running running underground water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, is there anything else that you think that we should discuss when we're talking about energy? The only thing that we'll come back to that I said at the beginning, and then we'll do a little, I wanted to do a checklist healing if you yeah. want to, do a little clearing for people. I said I would mention how you um, you can influence the energy. So whenever I meet somebody, it's just habit for me now. If I go into a meeting, it's a before, before the event thing. I'm going to a dinner, I'm going to a meeting, I have something happening. There's a couple of things that you can do to help with that situation first thing that I would do is delete the karma between me and that person and between my family and that person um, so these are just things that I would do to upgrade the energy the morphic fields of the situation so delete there's quite a few but I'll give you a couple delete the karma um, delete any any past life karma or any any outstanding karma repay any karmic debts um, I would disentangle and reintegrate us, so disentangle our energy and align it with its highest outcome. And then I would look at the meeting or the event or the situation and I would ask that any blocks to that situation being the best that it can be deleted, anything that it needs to be aligned with, it is aligned with, that we align it with the 
highest outcome, that we upgrade the energy of that meeting or the energy of the outcome or the situation to its highest expression. And then I would think about what is it that I want? I want to be calm, um, clear-minded and grounded, And for example. And I would align myself with feeling grounded and clear-minded and calm at the meeting. And then I wouldn't do like hours of stuff. I'd just literally take two minutes to clear that kind of thing. And then that will help with the meaning. I think we can all do that. that. That's really interesting that you say that because I often feel I, I, I'd list myself as an introvert, I guess. Mm, mm. Um, and I often get this kind of, um, ang- well, I guess it is anxiety before mm. I have to attend an event where I don't know anybody or mm. I'm meeting someone for the first time. Sometimes when I sit down and do a podcast interview, if I don't know the guest very well, mm. um, and you almost build it up to be something that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. or, or, or may never eventuate. So I like the idea of disentangling right from the beginning because we do, we entangle ourselves in an energy that we've just completely fabricated. Yes, yes. But, you know, in that process, we're actually helping contribute to to creating an outcome potentially. Yeah. Because it will meet meet our expectations. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. So we, we do all of that sort of seated in meditation, concentrating on our spine. I, I would You can do it in your car before you get out. You can okay. do it on the train. You can do it anywhere because we're not talking about going into a deep meditative state like we were talking about with the soul fragments. Okay. We're talking about literally like when you're having coffee with your friend, taking a minute, putting your attention on the base of your spine, feeling your feet in your shoes and, you know, just feet in your shoes, spine, take your energy up the spine out the top of your head and out to infinity in all directions as high as you can go feel that connectedness and then then thinking okay what do i need to disconnect from to make this happen okay disconnect from that now and then feel that or take a breath like instant like boom 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 what do i need to align with boom 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 and then you're done Mm. but energy rides on the breath so you, that's why breathing is so important. That's why you can't, your energy field is connected to your breath. That's how energy moves. In, the energy we're talking about moves through breath. So that's why we always say take a breath. And it does. You can feel your energy mm. shift when you take a deep breath. When you take a breath, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what is this checklist healing that we can do <laughs> Okay, so I thought what would be fun to do would be I don't always use checklist healings with people, but they they kind of they have their place. They definitely have their place. So this is morphic field healing. This is taken from um, now healing. So this is not my work. It is work that I do, but it's not. I didn't create this list. Um, it is sending people a will um, a series of alignments, and it is when I work will in the, this. Um, the tape recording will be embedded with this healing energetically so people will get it they will get all the changes so we're going to go through 150 alignments around a particular goal or outcome that people want you can do it as many times as you like but you need to just do one thing at a time it's the one thing that's going to shift so people just need to pick one thing which is their declaration so that might be um, I want 
I want to have a better, well, give me some ideas still, don't I? What can we do? Um, I want an abundant bank account. Perfect. I want an abundant bank account. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel, I want to be strong, fit and healthy. I want to have my energy flowing beautifully. I want my relationship to improve. I want to have a new job. You can use this for anything that's not working. What do you want? I know, you know, what is it? What's the declaration? I have a, so I have an abundant bank account. I have um, a beautiful relationship. I feel at peace. I feel you know my intuition is awesome whatever it is that you want to upgrade heal and change um you can do it you can a word about it. this is this will change okay um and all you need to do is think about your spine really just instantly for a second every time um an alignment is sent to you i will send it to your spine that is the that is the source of energy and information and change and transformation and that's where i will send each of these alignments and then you just have to breathe. You don't have to do anything. Just breathe. Beautiful. And people, so people can re-listen to this and do this healing whenever they want, right? Absolutely. They can re-listen to it as many times as they like and then and, and it will clear 150 of the, of the blocks to it. And there's clearly more work we can do, but this is a power punch of, of energy shifting in one hit. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Let's start. Okay. So if people want to take a moment and think about their declaration. So remember it's I have... I am whatever that would be. Tell me when you've got yours and we'll, if you haven't got it, press pause until you get one. <laughs> All I've right, got are you one. ready? Yes. You got one? Super. Okay. So I use the words I, but I is you, right? I is you. And, um, and there we go. Let's do it. I will keep talking until the energetic alignments are done and you just need to sit there, breathe and, you know, put each one into your spine if you want to. But if you don't, I can do it for you. So just should we, sit Should we breathe. do a little pause at the end? Yeah. How, how long How long should we sit there? I can time oh. it. Why don't you come back when you feel right? Okay. It, you don't need a long time. We're just going to go in, clean and clear, upgrade the energy, make the changes, take a breath, let it integrate, and we're done. Beautiful. Love it. It's easy. It's okay. easy. Very, it's very non-woo-woo-woo-woo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite kind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my favorite kind. So the first thing, you've got your declaration. All right, so let's align you with non-attachment to your declaration now. You know, And then I want to have my declaration. So I can have my declaration. I have the facility to have my declaration. I am capable. I have the strength. I have the time. I have the space. I have the support. I am ready to receive my declaration. I'm ready to move forward, ready to change, ready to do what it takes. I am willing. I am willing to move forward. I am willing to change. I am willing to do what it takes. I am physically able. I am mentally able. I am emotionally able. I am spiritually able. I am energetically able. Able to move forward. Able to change. Able to do what it takes. Positively motivated. Non attached to any need for negative motivation. Energized, inspired, clear mind, non attached emotions. Intuitive, logical, dynamic balance of logic and intuition. Balanced, centered, strong, responsible, okay with responsibility. Non attached to negative associations with responsibility. Dedicated, worthy, effective. 
taking right action, non-attached to taking action, non-attached to taking no action, in right timing, doing what it takes, working hard, not working hard, working without pushing, effortless work, effortless focus, ease, grace, flow, allowing, unrestricted by self, unrestricted by others, unrestricted by circumstance, aligned with being neutral to distractions, connected to how the outcome feels, envisioning, conceptualizing, knowing, understanding, tuning into, connecting with, in the process of completing and achieving, not attached to outcome, not attached to expectations, not attached to beliefs, not attached to assumptions, not attached to other people's expectations, not attached to other people's future reactions, non-attached to negative memories, non-attached to negative associations, non-attached to past decisions, non-attached to past outcomes, non-attached to past, present and future. Okay with changes in myself, okay with changes in my environment, non-attached desire, non-attached passion, non-attached to achieving it, non-attached to failing to achieve it, non-attached to having it, non-attached to lacking it, not attached to wanting it, not attached to avoiding it. Integrate giving with receiving, giving and receiving. Integrate action and allowing. Integrate effort and ease. Integrate discipline and joy. Integrate will and willingness. Neutral to having blockages. Neutral to having no blockages. Spirit aligned with my declaration. Body aligned with my declaration. Mind aligned with my declaration. Thoughts support my declaration. Emotions support my declaration. Enhanced sense perception or intuition supports my declaration. Personality supports my declaration. Subpersonality support my declaration. Temperament supports my declaration. Habits support my declaration. My relationships support my declaration. Karma other existences and ancestors all support my declaration. Collective consciousness, feng shui and the environment supports my declaration. Time supports my declaration. Finances support my direct declaration. My career and job support me and my declaration. My life purpose supports my declaration. My body, my mind and my conscious mind support my declaration. Non-conscious mind supports declaration. Logic supports my declaration. Memory supports my declaration. Intuition supports my declaration. Spirit, morphic field, and the universe all support my declaration. Non-attachment now to everything that does not appear to support me receiving and having and being my declaration. Align with unlimited possibility now. Align with being self-empowered now. Align with shifting my own energy and receiving the shifts now. Align with shifting universal energy now. Disentangle and delete all blocks to receiving my affirmation and declaration now. Align with accepting support. Align with accepting help. Align with divine guidance. Align with divine will. Align with highest purpose. Align with highest good. Align with my infinite mind, body and spirit now. I am aligned on all levels now. I am aligned in all times aligned in all spaces, aligned in all dimensions, now. 
I can do it now, no need for any more preparation, non-attached to the outcome, infinitely, infinitely aligned with my goal and declaration now. Amazing. <laughs> There's a whole lot of aligned beings out there in the world right now. <laughs> How powerful is that? Did you feel anything? What do you feel when that happens? Oh, I, well, I feel connected mm. to my declaration. Mm. Just being able to hold it for that amount of time mm. kind of yeah. really connects me to it, which is a really nice feeling. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I, uh, I guess when I when I hear phrases like that, those phrases of, you know, in the now having, already having, mm. um, I feel this sort of ease and security and um, ability to just surrender to it. I feel safe. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Mm. And if you feel nothing, it doesn't matter. We must be non-attached. If you always expect to feel energy a certain way, then if you don't feel it a certain way, you you get worried that things aren't happening. So if you felt nothing, it doesn't matter. Things were shifting. It doesn't matter if you, you know, feel everything or not or feel nothing. Mm. Energy, you know, when you call in the energy, when you apply your intention and command it to shift, it will always shift. And change so it doesn't matter if somebody felt like the earth move or absolutely nothing it just doesn't matter because what's done is done we held that space we made the commands we allowed the changes to take place so you know that's what that's what matters mm. and do you find um, just on that note not that we want to make people feel things that they're not necessarily feeling uh-huh. but can you feel a physical shift? I know that when we've done energy work before, actually, as you're doing it, I, I physically feel things dropping. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But I guess I say that because I really, for two reasons, some people don't feel energy and that doesn't mean that they're any less valid or, or their, their way of sensing energy is just different or, or way of being their psychic senses just operate differently. So I really want people who don't feel energy to feel like, hey, that's okay. Because the thing about psychic senses is find out the way you interpret information or the way you receive it appreciate that work that muscle and the other senses will come into line so for people who don't feel energy that's okay you're still getting out you know changes if you do feel it absolutely it's possible to to totally be when you and i work or when you're connected in you sense things physically you're you're kinetically psychic so um kinesthetically psychic so that's why you feel it when I move. If I wave my hand down, down through the screen at Skype, or, or pull energy apart with you, then you feel that energy shifting in your body. Mm. So that's the way that you receive information, and that's also to do with your degree of openness to the process and your willingness to allow. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny um, if you don't mind talking about it. I know we were talking mm. just before the recording. Mm. Um, about doing some work with a client where you felt monumental shift to her yeah. and <laughs> she kind of didn't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does that does that happen quite often? <laughs> no. Um, 
Well, it's a difference. So this was a person that had done a session with me um, and wanted to know with a view to doing a workshop with me. I teach Theta Healing here and in Perth and she was kind of looking for something. And so um, she, we did this session and she uh, it was a fantastic session and I, and I felt really, I really was able to read her very easily and able to see very clearly where she was at in her life and the things that we needed to, you know, she would need support around to move forward. And she, you know, she's a great person. And she wrote back later and said, sorry, I didn't feel anything. Don't want to do your course. And I was like, that's okay. But I, I, I think in that particular case, um, it, it doesn't matter whether she felt things or not. And I just wrote back and said, that's totally fine. It doesn't matter if you felt it shift or not. It shifted and that's why we can't be attached to it has to feel a certain way because I'm privy to witnessing the energy come and come. And I believe that things will change. Now, whether she is willing to step outside very entrenched patterns of habit and ways of viewing herself in the world to notice the changes that are happening, I don't know. And the thing about energy shifting is I can change all the beliefs I can change the morphic fields, but if you stay stuck in the same thought processes and the same activities, the energy will, depending on what we've moved, may well move right back into the same place or almost the same place. So you won't notice a difference. But after you do a session, there's that obligation or commitment for you to ride on the back of that enthusiasm and insight and actually think, I'm going to approach this differently next time. Yeah. And I'm going to look for what's showing up differently because the universe will always respond it will always send you new things new new influx of money new opportunity new connection new person new this but if you're not looking you won't see it and then you'll say oh that didn't work so so much of it is about the allowing and the intention and being willing to see things willing to have things shift and change yeah so for her, things have changed. And I, and I also think, like you and I say, that you, know, you can't go to a personal trainer one time and shift an entire li lifetime of, of, of not exercising. You can't have a session, one session with a person, may well shift the specific thing you're looking for, which is great. But if somebody has long-term entrenched beliefs and challenges that are really, really constraining the way that energy thing flows in their life, one session is just going to be like taking out one bucket of rubble out of them out of the you know we got to, you got to chip away you got to do the yeah. work yeah but on that note I, I do want to say that you know even just one session like you said can have monumental shifts I know we've done two sessions now but they were very far apart and they were about different things both of them yeah yeah um and the energy shifted in both those situations so you know this isn't something that you have to you know invest months or years in no. necessarily no, it's not. And that her case was a bit different. You know, she, she'd been through a lot of traumas and family breakdowns and losses and had some very deep stuff from childhood that needed to clear. Now, you, as I said, you're absolutely right there. And I'm not um, – I absolutely agree with you. you. It's better to – I think it's good to have a foundation, do a couple of sessions to get things moving in different areas. And I'm working on putting some programs together for people so that you can you can work. And then it is just a, a maintenance or a, like I do a, a – every three weeks I do a clear with somebody because I like working with people I like having the support around it and that's what I, what helps me that's the time frame that works for me to clear stuff and then if something intense happens I'll work more frequently that's but that's you're absolutely right you can do a session and shift an entire thing it's very individual yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's powerful stuff. Oh, it's really powerful stuff. So if people do want to work with you, Justine, or just find out a little bit more about the work that you do and the workshops that you run, where can they find you? Sure. They can find me at my website, which is www.justinepeacock.com.au. And I'm on Instagram, Justine Peacock. And I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, which is fledgling. It's growing. Oh, so yay. sign up because Make I'm, sure I'm like going to start moving. Make sure you like it. Come and visit me. And then I, and I will be posting more on on Facebook. And I you know, want to share some. I, I know I, I think it's a fascinating world of energy and connectedness and purpose and souls. And I want to share some information with people. So I will be sharing more. And I want to. You know, bring people to understand their own innate capacity to work with energy and to understand it so that people feel empowered in their own lives. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, one more thing quickly, just on mm. chakra healings. Yeah. Um, I know that I do the Belinda Davidson chakra, chakra clearing meditation. Yes. Um, are there any other ones that you suggest? I love Belinda's work and I love that chakra cleanse meditation. And I really recommend that. But there are a deep, I think Deepak Chopra might do one and Doreen Virtue does one. And okay. I don't know about Deepak, I made that up. But <laughs> there, I, I, I'm definitely, I used to do the Doreen Virtue one. She's got a morning and a night one. Oh, um, uh, I, do, I do the chakra cleanse in the morning and a yoga nidra at night to relax mm. and unwind. But I, Belinda's is available at her website, belindadavidson.com. I hope to do one in the near future. Uh, there are there are plenty around, so I would say with chakra cleansing, find the one that you like. Yeah, you know? I mean, the, I love I love Belinda's, but it's very long. I mean, it's a good it's a good thirty minutes, which is why I don't do it every day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I could probably go through the processes a little bit faster, right? Um, no. <laughs> you know, she she actually says you need an hour oh, <laughs> to do it. But I think um, thirty minutes. I don't know who does one that's shorter than that, just because I don't know. Not because there isn't one out there that's shorter. Yeah. Um, the thing about chakra cleanse, you can do it if you've got it on your phone. You can do it on the train. If I'm pushed, I'll do it on the train if I'm going somewhere, or I'll do it in the car with the mm. kids. You know, it's not ideal, but it, anything that brings that awareness to it, or go for a walk and do it while you're going for a walk. Oh, okay. So it's being flexible about how you do it. And also, it, I think it's almost better to do it three times a week for half an hour at a time than not doing it or than try, you know, trying to do it half, every day and failing. So you can start small. You don't have to go straight into finding that half an hour every day. Okay, fantastic. Well, yeah. this has been amazing and I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those podcasts that people listen to over and over and over again and find new gems of information each time. I know I will be listening to this podcast a few times, writing notes. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. It's been such a pleasure um, to connect. And, you know, if anyone has any any other questions or any follow-up, you know, just, just drop me a line through the website and I'd love to, um, yeah, love to talk to you and, and meet you. be great. If you liked this week's episode, head on over to the blog for all the show notes, theinspiredtable.com.au. And if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration before next week's episode, come and find me on Instagram at the inspired table or over on Facebook, facebook.com 
forward slash the inspired table. Until next week's episode, I'm Jordana Levine, wishing you an inspirational week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.